Hello, my name is David. I'm here with VR Download, your twice a week podcast at Upload VR that brings you all the latest in VR gaming news. On Monday, we do our tech show. Thursdays, we do our game show. Today is Thursday, so let's talk video games. I'm joined by two amazing people, also from Upload VR, Jamie and Zena. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm feeling right as rain. It's just great to be here. You look lovely. I think that hoodie really brings out your eyes. I really tried today. I took a virtual shower. Ooh. I brushed my virtual teeth. Ooh. Is that just They're you saying very that sparkly. you imagined yourself doing it? Yes, that's, that's basically it. I didn't do any of these things in real life, but in <laughs> VR, I did them. And that's what really counts in the year 2021. And now let's get into the actual news news. Um, first up is we have a release date for Demio. Demio? Ooh. Demio? Yeah. I don't know how to say it. Demio? I'm saying Demio. Demio yeah, is what Demio. I'm Demio? Okay. Okay. That sounds fair. Uh, Demio is a game, if you're not familiar, is a VR tabletop RPG, kind of like D&D, uh, where you play as the from the perspective of a person looking down at the table and you can actually, you know, customize your avatar to make it look all fantasy like, and you control your little miniatures on the table. It's all, you know, special effects and cool stuff going on. So it's not just a literal recreation of D and D you have fanciness cause it's a video game. Um, but it looks awesome. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one. I, I love rolling dice. I love, uh, you know, RPGs. I love, I love this exact kind of thing. So I'm, I'm pretty mm. excited about it. Yeah, I think it looks really, really cool. I what I wonder about is you can do all the VR stuff really, really well, right? You can do all the immersion, the scaling, the table, the moving the pieces. That stuff it's not easy to do, but that's the stuff that you know resolution games as a, as a VR developer will specialize in and know how to do well. What I'm going to be really interested to see with Demio is when it comes down to the actual rule set because it's not officially a a Dungeons and Dragons game or or an officially an anything game. It's all completely made from scratch. So it's going to be really interesting to see if it's actually a balanced, in-depth experience that will have the longevity that they've been talking about, right? Like, Yeah, that's a super fair point to make, to be fair. Yeah, so I think it looks cool. I think the concept is amazing. I'm I'm just really intrigued to see... The, the the logistics and the pen and paperness of it, how that works out. Yeah, I mean, speaking of like, longevity, like okay. one thing I've noticed with Resolution is all of their VR games, pretty much across the board, are I think we could all agree are quite good. You know, they don't mm-hmm. really have any stinkers. Um, I think Bait, you know, their first one is probably the lowest quality of them all, but that's just because it started on Gear VR and it's a very simple game uh, by design. Yep. You know, it's on purpose. Um, you know, I think Resolution is one of the best VR devs out there. And the most impressive thing to me is that they continue to support their games after they come out. Mm. It's very, you know, kind of unheard of to have like a, a lineup of five VR games. And they just released an update uh, for Blast On, right? You know, uh, Angry Birds mm. VR got like a level editor after launch. It got a big Halloween update. It got a bunch of new levels. Um, Bait has continued to get updates. You know, Cookout, Akron, both have, you know, communities that keep playing them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really impressive to, to see that. So I think they have a good track record for that kind of thing. So I'm excited for Demio because I think out of all their games, that one has the most potential to have a long standing, you know, people keep coming back to it because of the role playing aspect. Mm. Yeah. What, what were you going to say about it? Sorry, Z. I was going to say, like, looking back at, you know, David's listed off uh, some of their games there. 
um like you were saying it none of them have been that like deep in terms of like lore they're they're very kind of i'm gonna say arcadey if you know what I mean. yeah they're like, kind of casual casual is a good they're way kind, yeah they're, they're way more uh-huh. casual so i feel like this is going to be a way more casual um kind of D experience right which For i don't sure. think is bad um no. in terms of like a multiplayer thing like like you you know you can just sit down with your friends if other people have got you know quests or or whichever headset um it's going to come out on i think just quest right mm. uh it's i think it's pc as well for now but then it's actually they're actually doing a non-vr release later in the year as well actually oh okay then that's perfect because um you know th- think about like i don't know if your work friends are into like a D group or something like that or like you've always wanted to have a D group but you've never got around to creating the world or if it's a bit too much i think mm. this is a really cool like entry level looking yeah. game for that that yeah yeah that. i th- i think you're right and i think it would be really cool if one of these things did stick because what was the what was the oculus exclusive card game from high voltage uh that released like in 2016 20 20- Dragonfront, that was that was kind of cool, but they, it just you know it's fizzled out now, and it's a shame that they didn't keep that going. And uh, I do think it'll yeah. be really interesting. Uh, the chat's comparing a lot of it to like you know actual physical pen and paper stuff, and how much you might have to spend on a Kickstarter board game these days. Chris Richardson saying, which I think is a really really interesting point. If this is like a a more affordable starting point for something that does end up growing out uh-huh. into like its own thing if it really takes off that could be really really cool um so yeah I mean, I it's an interesting it. it's an interesting thing to think about because you compare it to board games you know like the, a big reason why board games are too expensive is just the physical production cost of it you know the the miniatures the molds to make those things and you know the painting and then the, all the paper materials and the boards and um, the boxes and all that stuff and then shipping it and it's just so expensive so mm. you know if with a with a game like this you can make it once and then sell it digitally and you don't have any additional cost and so that's why they can mm. make it a lot cheaper and so i think that's mm. that's pretty appealing and I, i'm excited because typically stuff like this has trouble getting traction when it's an original ip like this you know like you mentioned Dragonfront, yeah. if that had been hearthstone vr obviously it would have been far more popular. And so this is, I think it's going to run into some trouble there because it is a new concept, a new rule set. It's combining tabletop and card games together. Um, I'm excited about it, but I know plenty of people would say like, oh, that just looks like D&D, but it's not mm-hmm. D&D. And so it's, you know, hopefully they can get over that hump. Yeah. I mean, you, you say it's not D&D. I don't really know much about it like this is probably mm. like this trailer is probably the most that we've got from it because yeah all of the other uh trailers have been like uh cinematic right yeah very kind of slow paced i had no idea that it was really gonna look like this and be like this but in terms of like it being an original ip i feel like in vr and ar um sorry everyone um there's definitely definitely like hunger for that sort of stuff so it reminds me of that massive kickstarter tilt five mm-hmm. tilt five yeah. i think it's called um where everyone went mental over it because it was like you know everyone sat around at the table um got the ar glasses on um oh nice one gamer tag great show Thank and you. then put a code in there a key a mysterious key oh mysterious keys uh mm. appeared 
I'm gonna. Claim I think that. that's an Oculus, an Oculus key. Steam keys are shorter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> it's mine. Sorry. If, if someone redeems it, let bought, us know what it is. I think he just got Mega Rats for me. Thank you, Game Attack. <laughs> <laughs> that's really generous of you. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 definitely looking forward to this. Um, I yeah, like I said, I got really excited when this trailer came out. Um, finally got an idea for it. Yeah, definitely gonna play it. Cool. Looks quite good. Very intriguing. Next up, we have two brand new game announcements that came, uh, that hit this week. Um, both of them are pretty interesting looking games that I'm excited about. Um, you can find articles about both of these at uploadvr.com. Uh, the first is Wanderer, which was uh, a game that kind of went around on Twitter for a little while. That there were gifts and you know screenshots and photos and concept art, uh, but we got our first real good look at it uh, this week during the PSVR Without Parole. Um, April is PSVR AF showcase. Mm. Um, they they showed some footage of this game and a few other new games this week. Uh, the game is called Wanderer. Uh, that's W-A-N-D-E-R-E-R, Wanderer. And uh, the name makes sense whenever you realize what the game's about. It is a time-traveling adventure game. Uh, so in the trailer, or not the trailer, sorry, but the gameplay footage, you can see the character go to like the moon where there's the flag on the moon looking out at the earth. And they go back in time and they go forward in time. And um, it's still a little unclear what the game exactly is about, you know, narratively speaking, but... Um, there's, you know, an inventory you interact with kind of gallery style with the backpack. There's lots of interactive objects in the environment, characters you talk to. It looks like a very interactive VR game with, um, a really interesting, uh, premise of the time travel aspect. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to learn more about it. Uh, they reached out to us over email after we published the article and said that they're going to be revealing more soon with a full press kit and proper trailer and everything. Um, well, what do you make of this one, Jamie? It seems like one you'd probably be interested in. Yeah, it really caught my eye on on the stream the guys did. I, I'm not like I. I think we were saying this on the podcast the other the other week. I'm like when it comes to flat screen gaming, I'm not actually that much of a puzzle game fan, and right. generally in VR, I'm not that much of a puzzle game fan. But when you do puzzles right in VR it makes for a game that's filled with like really interesting, unique interactions uh, and really uh-huh. good world building. And from what we can see from the the gameplay that's that's been shown so far, like every solution to a puzzle seems to be different. The graphics look really, really, really impressive. Uh, so impressive, it was like I don't think this one's running on PSVR, is it? Maybe, no, <laughs> maybe, I, I really don't think so. <laughs> maybe that's a little generous. But I, I think it's not just PSVR. I think it's like it will probably end up on like PC as well, based on this footage. I could be wrong. It could it could be PSVR. Um, and so yeah, I have I have hopes for it. I will say I, I won't say high hopes yet because, well, again, when it comes to puzzle games, you don't know if you're going to get like really lost, frustrated, and bored. But I think mm-hmm. what yeah. I'm, I really like what I'm seeing so far. Um, I think the character model at the start of the gameplay was really, really impressive, and right. it it reminds me as well of um, Rhythm of the Universe, which is coming out soon as well. Just very, oh, very yeah. graphically impressive indie games we're getting of late, which is which is great to see. So yeah, yeah, it's second half of this year, right? Um, bring it on, give me the game, let me play it and solve the puzzles, please. <laughs> yeah, it, look, it looks very promising. It gives me um, it reminds me a little bit of Twilight Path. That was another kind of puzzle yeah. yep. exploration game. 
Um, I, in my article, I only said PSVR because, you know, it was in the PSVR without parole showcase. Mm-hmm. So I assumed PSVR. And um, whenever the developer emailed me to let me know that it's a joint development between two studios, you know, I, so I corrected the article. They didn't correct mm-hmm. my uh, statement of it being a PSVR only game. So maybe okay. it's an exclusive okay, it or maybe they're just not revealing other platforms yet. Um, I don't really know. Uh, but it does look pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm interested in it. It's got, it's got some interesting aspects to it. Um, I know, like you said, puzzle games can be very frustrating. It's why I don't play Myst. Um, mm. You know, I love Cyan Worlds. They do some incredible stuff, but those games aren't for me. So I'm, mm. I, I loved the room though. The room VR was fantastic. So if mm. this can be anything like that with time travel, then I think that's going to be a big hit. Yeah, the the room really is like uh, the gold standard for this sort of thing. That was that was at times a little frustrating, but you had some really really great solutions in there, right? That like yeah felt amazing to solve. And if it can nail that, then I think it'll be pretty something pretty special, hopefully. So yeah, I the think- thing with Wanderer that I got from that, obviously, it's uh, alpha footage, right? Mm-hmm. Um. It was very quiet, and I I didn't really get much personality from it. It was just kind of, Uh here's some really nice kind of uh, realistic-looking graphics. You know, it's very impressive, but I didn't actually get any kind of soul from it. I didn't really get it, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, sure, puzzles, but... um, Yeah, it's it's an interesting choice to show gameplay like that without a context, you know? Because it's not the most interesting gameplay. It doesn't speak for itself so much. No. Um, so it's a little weird to not have any narration or, you know, any words on screen just telling you what's going on or backing music or, you know, something like that to give it a little more um, pizzazz, as yeah. as uh, people like to say. But no, no one like says you, that. Like you said, like a, a press kit with a proper trailer is coming. So I, I agree with you, Z, and I, I, I mm. hope that we see more of that in the build up. To launch right now, it did seem yeah very much like that pre-alpha showcase more than uh, you know this is our big coming out moment. Yeah, and I guess it's it's definitely harder for like puzzle games that do move way slower to show like mm-hmm. a more like you know high energy sort of thing. But mm. just just from that, like yeah, it looks nice, but it didn't necessarily pique my interest that much. Didn't look like a me game. That's very That's like that, that you know, very punchy, and I need like. A lot of stuff going on, and you know, you weren't you weren't squashing mice with hammers. I wasn't so. squashing mice that were still in my cake, so <laughs> it wasn't my thing. <laughs> cool. So well, uh, look, we're giving away a code for Floor Plan Two now on the stream. Oh my gosh, so what's going that? on? Oh, it's a competition. Everyone wins. <laughs> Well, you can get Half-Life Alex with zero, one, three, No, 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 that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) You're telling lies. She's telling lies, everyone. I'm guessing that's another (laughs) Oculus code, probably. Yeah, Floor Plan 2 is... Oh, maybe it's out on Steam right now as well. I don't know, actually. Oh, Oculus. Hinigog confirms Oculus code. If you get it, let us know. Good luck. Great game. Four, Four stars from your own Jamie Felton. Is that the same Jamie Felton that gave Doom 3 VR edition two <laughs> no, stars? No, that's, that's someone else. You're thinking of someone else. He doesn't really get oh, VR. Okay. I, don't, I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have his VR legs yet. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wuss. <laughs> what a wuss that guy is. Um, just like that guy, I don't know what his name is. John Carmook? Yeah. He doesn't know about VR. <laughs> 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 All right, now we're being too navel gazing. <laughs> you VR peasants. You're not on our plane. <laughs> All right, the next game that we want to talk about here is a game called Runner uh, that has one of the coolest and best trailers I've seen for a new VR game in quite some time. Um, you mm. have to really hear the music to fully experience it, so we're going to show it here on CV, I'm sure, while we talk about it. Uh, but if you get a chance, go check out the article on UploadVR.com and watch the full trailer with sound on. Um, the soundtrack's incredible. It's very synth-wavy and retro-futuristic, and it's just excellent. Um, but Runner is a game that is heavily inspired by Akira, uh, Blade Runner, you know, those kind of 80s-style anime. It's got that very iconic style in the artwork and um, everything like that. And it's a game where you're on the back of a motorcycle shooting bad guys while you go down a highway. Um, that's about all we know about the gameplay so far. It's, um, But it's... Just the art style and the aesthetic is just so excellent. Um, mm. That alone has me just so interested in playing it because I, I just love what they're going for with the tone and everything. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's very, um, it's very Akira, right? Is what we were saying when we first mm, incredibly at Akira. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. it's very PSVR without parole as well. Like that was kind of like, yeah. I have I a feeling that this would have been their favorite game. <laughs> yeah. It does look really cool. It's such a cool concept. Um, it'll be interesting to see, like like you said, we don't know too much about the gameplay so far, so it'll be interesting to see mm. how far it goes. My suspicion is uh, it'll be end up feeling a bit wave shootery, but I, I hope I'm wrong. Like I hope there's a really good story and it gets like the real, it captures the sense of speed and everything because that would be really really cool. Um, but whatever whatever comes of it, I really enjoyed the uh, intro trailer. Yeah, the trailer is fantastic. And well, what I'm wondering is, you know, we haven't seen very many games that have really translated this style to gameplay very well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the flat non-VR game, it's simple because, you know, the cel-shaded look looks great on a flat screen in motion. Um, but in VR, you have to add the 3D, la- the 3D element to it. And these yeah. anime were not 3D. They were very much 2D animation. So it's hard to translate that to a VR game. And you can tell just the gameplay looks very, very different from the artwork and the, the you know, the flat you know, artwork that's in the trailer and on the promotional material. Like that character looks amazing that's on screen right now. Mm. She's not going to look like that in the game. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm just curious to know what it feels and looks like when you play it because I'm not sure it's going to capture the same essence of the trailer. I hope it does. But I'm not yeah. sure. I'm definitely getting like App Lab vibes from it. It seems like a very yeah. like right now. Obviously, I don't know much about it, but it seems like a very simple kind of game, simple mm. looking kind of game. Um, definitely doesn't look entirely polished, kind of like what you were saying. Yeah, you, you know, kind of putting that art style next to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives it character, but then again, it doesn't. You know elevate the actual gameplay um too yeah. well it's great marketing material though yeah for sure for sure I oh mean, yeah it's and, us talking about it possibly. and a, another important thing to keep in mind for this game is it's made by truant pixel which is the same developer as 2md vr football um which is visually a very very hard on the eyes game 
Um, it mm. is uh, just not something that looks pleasant in any way, really. It's, you know, it looks like it, you know, is still kind of a, you know, programmer art, as they as they like to say in Unity. Um, like they haven't put the final artwork in yet. Um, so I'm curious to know how that team is going to adapt to making something like this because, you know, I think the aesthetics and the visuals are a huge, huge, huge factor for this game in particular. I think they've mm. really kind of put themselves in a position where they have to deliver on that exact aesthetic that they're saying they're going to deliver. Um, so I, I'm curious to see how it turns out. Sure. sure. Cool. I think um, everyone in chat, uh, thank you for hanging out with us. Let us know what you've been playing because we're going to be transitioning into our segment of what we've been playing. Uh, congrats to Onakazi for getting the floor plan two code. Everybody, um, keep an eye on chat in the future. Maybe we'll give more codes away. Maybe we won't. I don't know because I don't control that kind of stuff. <laughs> I could give a, but I think a, there's a good chance. Oh no, I, could, I was going to say I could give a code away right now, but I'd have to read it out loud, and they are long. Try give a code. Yeah, people away? people complain no, every listen. time we do yeah. anything with codes. There, there's there's always save some these way for to next complain week. about it. We'll save these we for go. next week. Yeah, let's save next week. That's so they can like actually be idea. written and put in the chat rather than me missing a thing and then in 10 minutes having to go back and read it again which is the inevitable thing that will happen but if you want some until you full codes watch next week on quest oh i've been holding out fancy open my giant trench coat and just codes for oculus quest games just fall out just shaking them all about super (laughs) super hot have it walking dead there you go i don't really have that in, insert Oprah it. meme. <laughs> you get a code and you get a code. So, Jamie, what have you been playing? I heard there's a new review at UploadVR.com that people can check out. Yeah, so, um, Floor Plan, which is the new game from Little Chicken, published by Vertigo Games, who did Arizona Sunshine. Are doing, I think uh, you meant to say fall. Traffic Jams? Yeah. Oh, did I say Floor Plan? That's not a great did, way to start. Yeah. Let's start again. We're going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Traffic Gems, which is the new game from Little Chicken uh, and published by Vertigo Games, who developed uh, Vertigo... Uh, oh, man. I'm, I'm going to start the third time. We're going to get it right. <laughs> you ready for this chat? Here we go. Never question whether or not we do this live, because here you go. <laughs> Traffic Gems is the new game from Little Chicken and published by Vertigo Games, who developed... Arizona Sunshine, and After the Fall. I did it, yes. Um, So yeah, this is a a really fun kind of uh, interesting little, almost like fleshed out mini game experience. Xena had a really great way to describe it the other day. She described it like as like the most polished side quest game out there. And (laughs) I really like that. The the concept (laughs) is that you are directing the flow of traffic uh, using your controllers um, you are pointing towards cars and pedestrians when they come to crossings. And if you need them to stop, you're kind of holding your controller out uh, to get them to stop. And if you need them to go, you kind of signal them with that with your controller. Hold on. Are you telling me this is a, a traffic control game without hand tracking? So, yeah, that's that's one thing you know, One thing about it. You use your controllers. Yeah. Uh, you don't use hand tracking, which is is, is weird because these are actually two gestures that work very, very well with hand tracking. Yeah, but you know, yeah. that's, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, lot of things to consider when uh, porting that kind of stuff in. There are some grabbing mechanics and stuff like that, and maybe I've I've asked them before, and maybe it will happen. Um, 
so yeah, you're you're directing the the control of traffic, uh, and you know as pedestrians are crossing, you're trying to make sure that cars aren't like swerving around the corner and running into them, uh, or let's say. Uh, as you can see in the trailer up here, you've got zombies coming out at night in like some different difficulty modes that you have, and you can actually direct the cars into them at the right time to get uh, to avoid them coming up to you and, and grabbing you. Um, and it, it's kind of that you know overcooked thing of like keeping the different plates spinning at the right time, making sure you're not like mm. creating any disasters, making sure that you're paying attention to each individual road, each individual crossing. Um, and as a single player experience, it works very, very well. There's a really good, uh, like I would say like two, you know, it depends how much you need to go back, but there's a good solid single player campaign in place. I don't want to put a time on it. Um, five locations that you visit three times over, one on like a kind of easy mode, then a nighttime mode, then a rush hour mode, uh, different side objectives to fill out. And it's as a single player experience, it's really fun, like trying to get like high scores, making sure that you're managing everything right, making sure that you're not creating these kind of disasters that are actually quite alarming when you realize they're going to happen because you're in VR and you you think you're about to watch a literal car crash at times and it kind of gives you a moment of panic. Um, and that, that stuff is all really, really fun. Um, it's kind of padded is one of my problems with it. So to unlock new levels, you have to get, uh, stamps. There are free stamps to every variant of every level, and it's not just about like building the high scores. Like if you got the highest score in the game, you wouldn't get free stamps. You actually have to go back in and do kind of like weird little mini game things that don't really fit. So, for example, uh, one of the pedestrians has like a frisbee on their head as they're walking past, and if you pick it up, you get balloons to appear in the level, and you have to frisbee uh, the balloons in like fifteen seconds, and then one of the goals is like pop three balloons with a frisbee in 15 seconds uh, heck. <laughs> just yeah and it's like, like and then you do this uh, and then you do that like, so, and it's all, so it's all specific challenges it's not score yeah based. and and it's uh, yeah you, uh. you do get some of the stamps for scores but the rest of them are all tied to these kind of basically completely unrelated mini games and and the right. way the stamp system works is that it stacks so you can go back and not actually focus on being successful in the level, but just doing the Frisbee stuff, which kind of takes away from the kind of franticness juggling of it all. And is it's just a, it's just a weird way to pad out the experience because your progress is actually like contingent on you doing some of those challenges too. Um, the other big problem I have with it, uh, and this is something that me and Xena tried out, is the multiplayer. Now, you, you'd think this being that kind of overcooked thing uh, multiplayer would be where it would really thrive, right? You think either like as a local experience with two headsets or a local experience with smartphones, they could do some really fun, interesting, frantic stuff. And yeah. they do, they do go for the cooperative uh, experience. They are trying to get you to work together to get like high scores, but it just doesn't gel very well because the other players are on smartphones, so all they can do is summon like. Uh, like sometimes they summon cheeses, sometimes they summon pedestrians, sometimes they summon cars, and then you'll get objectives in rounds that are like let five players, uh, let five pedestrians pass safely, but also crash five pedestrians. And these 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 objectives are often at odds with each other. They don't really create like a. There's not much urgency about them. I think you would agree with that, right, Z? Like they. It, uh 
you just have to keep tapping the phone to get them to spawn. Then I have to kind of time it to get them to crash. And and the idea is that you you do these objectives and they're given out in like twos or threes. And every time you complete them, you'll get time added to a clock and you want the, the time to stop. Uh, you you want to prevent the time from running down. And it just went, we, we've played a couple of matches and when we do, it just goes on and on and on and you get bored pretty quickly, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, from the point of view of the uh, phone player, um, you're just kind of smushing these buttons. And the thing is, you can do multiple fingers and just go for all of them at the same time. So there's not really <laughs> anything like behind it. But mm. the thing is, unless if you streamed or something, I have no idea uh, what's going on um, in the actual game itself. And oh, there's no yeah, music that's... that comes from the phone. There's like some uh, sound effects and stuff like that but th- there's nothing that really kind of gives the phone player any kind of incentive to really get into it which which as, as you said while we were playing that that is a problem specific to quest because obviously if you're playing on yes. pc yeah, yeah, and absolutely. uh ps5 and you could you could stream it i guess cast it to a screen but it is like i agree with you that it's it just doesn't work very well it's not it, and it's a shame because I feel like as good as the the single player is, uh, I feel like the heart of the game should have been a really good kind of multiplayer campaign, and it's it's just not there. So I gave it three mm-hmm. stars. Uh, I really did enjoy the single player content. I thought it was it had depth, uh, like cars move at different speeds. There's like a nice characterful environment for like Tokyo and New York and all these different kinds of things with unique twists in each level. So it's a fun single player experience. It's just not like a a family game night VR game, which I, I feel like that's where it would have really thrived. Um, so yeah, I, it, it's it's 20 bucks, I think. Uh, it's out now on, on Quest, and I, I would recommend it based on, the, uh, based on the single player experience, but don't go into it expecting a really fun, rich multiplayer experience, which is just yeah, a bit I think of a shame. If, if we can learn anything from Fall Guys, it's that killing squishy cartoon people is something the family can really enjoy together, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Bond over. I didn't. Yeah. I don't think I said family when I wrote my review. I don't think I said family friendly. Uh, I, I avoided <laughs> that term then, but I was going to use it now. The other thing to say is, the Quest version actually visually, like it's a kind of a simplistic art style. But actually, when the zombies get close to you, they're very, they're very rough zombies. They're not. They're not. It's not a great looking game on Quest actually. Um, but it is. Mm. It's. I've played it on PC too, and it it, it looks really nice there, really sharp there. Um, but yeah, that's that's what it is. I think I think you really enjoyed it though as well overall, right? So you've played some of the the single player campaign. Yeah, like I I can I can definitely uh, agree with you. When you see a car crash or you see someone get hit, you feel like literal devastation. <laughs> like you get scared and you think, oh my god, because you know. If you've seen a real car crash in, in, in real life, there's just like this drop in your stomach when you know that sound of like a car crash. You get that in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very fun. It's, it's a very fun uh, game, for sure. Cool. I haven't tried it. Um, full disclosure, I probably won't, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a David game, really. No. Truthful. No. No, not too much, but that's okay. Not everything has to be a David game. I've accepted Mm. that. (laughs) As we all have. 
Uh, speaking of a game that looks pretty good, but I haven't played it at all. People are talking about it in chat already. They mm. predicted our schedule. Uh, next is Swarm. Um, mm. I haven't played this game yet. Um, it it's kind of like a wave shooter, right? Isn't it just kind of a wave shooter? I mean, yeah, it's uh, well, it's an arena shooter. I don't know if you you want to say wave shooter. Yeah, I haven't, I also haven't played it, um, but it is like meant to be like a Spider-Man style shooter. So you're shooting out a grappling hook in an arena, swinging around mm, drones, okay. shooting it down. I wish I had got a chance to play it, um, but I've just been too busy. And I do, I did want to have a review ready for today as well, but maybe that'll have to be uh, have to wait a few days. But I'm I'm yeah, glad everyone seems really fun. Yeah, I'm glad everyone seems to be enjoying it because. You know, it's a very active, interesting type of VR. What I'm really interested in is all the trailers I've watched. People say, "Oh, yeah, there's no motion sickness whatsoever." Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. really? Like maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I feel. I feel like we. Some people get into this habit of saying that about their games when maybe you know they haven't tested enough people. But I could be wrong, and I hope I am. But you, Peter Grad, made me kind of dizzy not sick but every once in a while while standing up and throwing myself down the corridors in new Grad, i definitely felt like a, a sway of oh i need to pay attention otherwise i'm going to fall over uh same right. in, same in same in winlands same in the spider-man ex- uh, movie experience that came out for uh there's that other one that got some traction <laughs> on steam as well what is it jet island kind of a it's, it's not swinging oh, it's jet yeah. boots but it's kind of a similar um yeah you know, or um a mega agent from uh which was another mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fireproof games game right like yeah these kinds of active things these kinds of active uh movement systems lots of people say oh yeah i didn't get any locomotion sickness whatsoever and it's like that's great but do you think someone trying vr for the first time will feel the same way really but we'll see i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to uh i might to i might go is. ahead and check it out after after the show because i'm i'm kind of curious in it now yeah, Onikei says that if you Peter Grad uh, made you motion sick, this one probably would too. I, it didn't make me motion sick. I just mean it, I felt like dizzy and swervy, and I don't. I don't mean that. No, I I was comfortable. I just also felt like I was going to fall over. Okay, so would, you weren't comfortable. You, is that you is can that be comfortable, comfortable like on a, teetering on the edge? I just do, mean do we need that. to explain to Jamie what comfort means? Because. <laughs> I just mean I've, I didn't I feel dizzy sick. and sweaty, like I might fall over, but I was pretty comfortable. <laughs> what? I can't. I can't. He's still on like five knives right now. By the way, I felt the physical <laughs> sensation of like nearly tipping over, but that what didn't make me feel sick is what I'm saying. Like I was still, mm, okay, I was still yeah, with it, as the kids say. So the thing about Swarm for me is that it kind of came out of nowhere, and it looks mm-hmm. like a very, very basic game that has. You know, I I kind of don't get where this hype has come from, to be honest. But then again, it could be kind of like Gorilla Tag. Like, everyone just went mental over that. But, like, I don't see the spark in that, personally. Yeah, I think, you know, there's it's an interesting thing because there's definitely a market for games that have a very, very good core addictive game loop. You know, Mm. like something like Space Pirate Trainer to me is a game that I get bored after 10 or 15 minutes, but I understand there are people out there that just want to master it and spend hours and hours playing it. And uh, I like to call these Ian games because that's what Mm. he does. He loves Pac-Man. He loves Tetris. He loves space pirate trainer, pistol whip. Like those are his kind of games. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious to try the movement style. Like it looks fun. So I want to see what that feels like. 
Um, but for me, like as a gamer, I'm kind of like with Xena, you know, I, I prefer meteor things that have a narrative for me to get lost in. Um, that's, yeah. you know, typically what I gravitate towards, but I get the appeal of this kind of game. Yeah, I, 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 and I do agree with you both. The only thing I would say is that, you know, I didn't think I was going to like crash land from a couple of weeks ago at all. And then I spent a mm-hmm. long time playing that just because it was so Moorish and addictive and arcadey. I, I, I right. do like a lot of arcade experiences, but I, there are, it's just that there are so many of them out there for VR now, right? True, but, true. But, you know, like I fell down a hole with Crash Land. I played it loads. If this has the same kind of progression and like instantaneousness to its gameplay, if I can get in in 30 seconds, have a great like two to five minute play session, and then once I've like died or whatever, be back in and swinging again in like the next 30 seconds again, I could see it keeping a kind of pace that I would definitely, yeah. you know, it would sustain me playing for a couple of hours at the very least. The other strange thing about this is the trailer has got, um, it's like mixed reality. It's got an actual person in it. And I always find that um, the, the only games that have that are like the bigger games, right? Or like the mm. longer games. Or, I feel like you, you know, can do that with quite a really lot of games many, these like, days. I haven't really seen many like smaller games that have kind of come out of nowhere have trailers like that. It's, it depends. <laughs> I think you're forgetting oh, yeah, Tarzan VR. Well, I was about to say it mm. depends how well it's done, right? <laughs> if it's done incredibly well, like Tarzan, obviously, then you don't you don't see <laughs> that too often. But you, there are like, I mean, David, I can tell you, it's quite easy to get like a mixed reality setup going, right? So yeah, yeah, that's not yeah, hard. Sure, but but a good a good a quality one, like you're one, talking yeah. about, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I know what you mean. Then again, you know, it, you're, you're releasing on Quest. You want to go all out. You want to make sure people buy your game. It's worth investing a bit of marketing there. It's going to be the one of the only two games that released on the Quest store this week. So it'll be up at the top for an entire week. It's got a chance to make some real money. Real money. Mm-hmm. Real money. Yeah. That real some money. money. And, um, that, some money. <laughs> There's a good... Um, Ding Boy makes a good point. Uh, like people that enjoy hunting high scores and stuff. I think um, you know this is like Space Pirate Trainer. I think yeah, for um, sure. games like this are are fun to have whenever you have people over. You want to like pass the headset back and forth, you know, and like cast oh, it yeah. to the TV, and you can kind of just treat it as like a party game. Um, like in the early days of Beat Saber, back before they had multiplayer, when it was you clicked on party mode, and it would just tell you to pass the headset. Um, mm. So I, I'm I'm interested in trying it out. Don't be surprised if you see some gameplay footage of this on our youtube later today because i'm uh i'm probably going to try this out cool and i think the final thing that we want to talk about here uh today is another stream that we did earlier this week if you missed it uh, make sure you check uploadvr.com we have a stream schedule that will be updated now um, at the beginning of each week telling you what is on the docket and uh, one of the ones that we played earlier this week, well, Jamie and Zena played, was the Valheim VR mod. <laughs> uh, if you're unfamiliar yeah. with Valheim, I'm first of all, I'm surprised because it's you know one of the biggest games in the world right now. Uh, <laughs> but it's an indie game made by like five people that had just exploded in popularity with millions and millions of copies sold in the first. Um, it's I think it's been out two months now, but in the first like four weeks, it hit like three or four million copies, and it's like the third most played game on Steam ever already, which is just crazy ridiculous. Um, it's a survival crafting sandbox game, kind of like Rust or um, you know Minecraft a little bit, but it's a Viking theme, 
and there are like boss fights and um, there's a lot of depth to it already. Uh, a lot of surprising depth to it, given the earliness of uh, the early access stage. Uh, but it's a really impressive game. I love it a lot. I don't even play these kind of games very often, but I really got sucked into it for about you know, 15 or 20 hours just in the first couple weeks it was out, and I liked it. Um, I haven't tried the VR mod, but Jamie, you played the VR mod today, and uh, this is clearly not a game that was ever designed with VR in mind. It's a yeah. third-person game, first of all. Um, so what was it like? Did it did it play well? Could you actually do all the things that you needed to do? How was it? Mm. I think we were actually, I would say I was, pretty pleasantly surprised when we started streaming it right see like Uh the 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 modding scene can go so wrong uh and we were kind of starting at a a bit of a disadvantage because i hadn't played valheim before so you know i was learning oh you're going in blind okay yeah Yeah, which is obviously for a a third party mod is a is a brave thing to be doing but you know over the course of we played for maybe like an hour and a half over the course of it i like started picking it up started learning more and more about it and it, it it works pretty well in VR so far, like with a with a controller. Um, it's like some of the aiming reticles are a bit tough to like figure out at the start. Some yeah. of the combat doesn't quite work. What it does is it kind of like puts you in first person, and then you're like you could you could like move your head around if you wanted, but you'd see like the headless version of your avatar uh, while you mm-hmm. were moving. But you can also scroll out and play in third person if if that's the way you want to play. And mm-hmm. some of the implementation was really, really interesting because even though I think they're still working on the motion controller support, there was like support for placing uh, constructions and items and things you build around in the environment. So I was playing with my controller. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'd have to use the mouse to access the crafting menu. And then when Zoom I wanted out. to place something in the world, I had to grab my VR controller and, and point at it uh, in the world, which is really, really fun. I, it's, it's one of those things that's tough. It's tough to stream, I think we learned as we were playing, because the first thing you want to do is build a massive base, which isn't like necessarily the most uh, engaging thing to watch in VR while you're still learning the controls as well. So I think yeah. we, want to, we definitely want to, like, I think we said we were going to maybe play some outside of VR, and then maybe we'd go back and, yeah, and tackle it idea. again. Because I got like, ourselves. I got like, uh, uh, like up to the snowy area, but I had like no clue, <laughs> so I just died straight away. One of the basically. one of my favorite things about Valheim, and this is something that took me a while to fully grasp and understand, is that the construction mechanics are actually super realistic. So, like, if you look at a game like Minecraft, you can you know, place a block in the air, you know, and then, mm. you know, destroy the blocks around it and it'll just keep floating there. And Valheim, everything needs support. It has to be grounded. So like if you were to build like a ladder, it once it gets high enough, it'll just collapse because there's no supporting beam. So you have to build beams to support it as you go. Mm. And the same goes for the roof. Like every like beam has to be supported by the wall. The floor has to be connected to beams and stairs. And you have to actually build structures realistically and th- and plan out like an architect would like support beams and where you're going to place things. And like I, I, one time I was, I was playing it. I spent three hours building a kitchen that extends up three stories through my house into a chimney <laughs> so that because you have to funnel the smoke out because in this game the smoke will kill you in your house if you don't have a funnel for it and um, mm. so it's you know it's the what they did is just so cool and impressive the way they did it and um i'm i'm hope the vr mod continues to advance because 
Uh, games like this, I think, are a good fit for VR. I think a lot of people enjoyed the forest in VR. Um, Green Hell is getting a VR a version yeah, soon. Yeah, really looking yeah. forward um, to that. I'm hoping yeah, that's good. So these kind of games really do well in VR when they are, you know, implemented correctly and, and get actual support. And this this mod team seems like they are are pretty dedicated to it. Yeah, um, and it, and it's worth saying that off the back of Valheim uh, earlier this week on the site, we launched a list of the best mods that we've tried in VR so far, both for uh, the ref, uh, well for PC and Quest. Um, which was a fun list to go through because actually I think some of the the stuff that our audience still really loves and indeed some of the meatiest stuff you can still play in VR are mods, right? Um, and there's been some, like, in the past five years now, the community's done some really, really incredible stuff with some very specific games, uh, some, you know, great, some of the most famous, most most played games of all time, uh, and then some of the games by, like, very specific developers so we we were saying on quest obviously the work team beef has done basically with all of its ports to date so that's that's half-life that's doom like one through to three quake uh the two quake games first two quake games return to castle wolfenstein those are all Mm -hmm. such incredibly detailed ports to the point that the the, their version of doom 3 is actually i would say a little better than the psvr version from the other week but don't don't we don't need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> and then on on PC, we were also talking about uh, what was it? There's Alien Isolation, which is oh, yeah. such a good, a good mod. One. Obviously, some of the groundwork was already laid down for the modders because uh, it was a demo for the DK2, the Oculus Rift DK2 back in the day. Um, I once played a really, really good version of Outer Wilds, yeah. which is a game I still haven't like played all the way through and i really really want yeah, to get to, to a flat screen one. yeah but it, it it just seems like such a great idea for vr right like so immersive all about exploration visiting different planets in the universe i think it's, that's that's really really cool one of my favorites and it's admittedly not a very good mod and it's it would easily make you sick uh but grand mm. theft auto 5 in vr is I just gonna so that. fun <laughs> oh my yeah. god that streaming that on our channel here like uh, what was it a year or two oh, i don't even remember but that was one of the my favorite things i've ever done just because of how <laughs> insane and crazy it was and like you know flying a plane up in the air and jumping out in vr and just <laughs> literally hurtling to my death was just so crazy it was it was awesome it was so invigorating I, <laughs> I <did>. it really <laughs> was <laughs> <laughs> I did actually put that on the list because I they've updated that quite a lot since the start. I remember when I first played it, I wasn't uh, I gotta go back that and try big it, on yeah. it. Yeah, but they did they've done a lot of great work with like the cutscenes and everything. It's it's still uh-huh. you still play with a controller, right? Like that's that's yeah. the way you do it. You don't Which play I think with is a, I think it's fine. You know, I, I yeah, no, it's totally that game fine. was not yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I think you and I are in agreement here that controller based VR can still be great. You know, you don't yeah. have to have motion controllers. I think um, you know, all you elitists out there, there are some great controller-based VR games, all right? And you mm. should give them a chance. Mm. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think a lot of work went into the, the GTA Five mod. And I think it's really, really cool. I do hope we see like a native version of that one someday, but we're probably... Oh, man. I know. We're probably some ways away from that. Well, so we had Doom Free fully possessed, which is the PC version of the the Doom mod. Which is again, if you want to play Doom Free in VR, we all know how I feel about that. But that's that's cool. Uh, and Vivecraft, which is an interesting one because oh, yeah. you know there is an official VR version of Minecraft, 
but you, it's one of those times you go back and play Vivecraft and they actually put more thought and work into it. They, they fought out like actual physical interaction. So you're actually mining in Minecraft, whereas it's still, yeah. still, you know, button based in the, uh, Instead of just version of targeting the with your head, looking around and clicking yeah. the trigger. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's some, there's some really good mods out there. Um, and I, I hope, I can't wait to see what Team Beef does next because they're kind of reaching the end of like the the id shooters, the the id software shooters, and it would be interesting to see what else they can dive into if they're going to. They're doing what's what's the name of the upcoming uh, upcoming game that uh, one of the team is is doing? That's I think it's built on the Quake engine, right? Like oh, uh, um, Wrath, Aeon, yeah, Wrath of something. Yeah, it's it it's from um, 3D Realms. Like, I think Romero is yeah, actually working it. on it. It's uh, Wrath or Wraith or Aeon, something like that. It's a weird name, but it looks wonderful. I've been excited for that game for a while, and knowing that it'll be coming to VR is, is just super exciting. Wrath, Aeon of Ruin. That's it. There you go. We yeah. were right, technically. Yeah, yeah, technically. A version of us was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm I, I'm looking forward to what comes from that. I hope we see many many more great mods in the future because it's it's such a cool little area of VR when people turn these things into these often pretty good experiences. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, Morrowind has a VR mod that um, last I tried it was borderline broken, but I think mm. they're still working on it. So it's uh, I think it's. I think it's the same guy that did uh, the GTA mod. So I think, um, you know, there's good promise there for that one. Um, Morrowind's one of my favorite games of all time. So checking that out on VR was really wild. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, everybody, cool. for tuning in. Hope you had a good time watching. And obviously, make sure you subscribe here to our YouTube channel if you're not already. And you can check back um, throughout the week. We have lots of video content that gets posted here on YouTube. We do lots of streams. Every Monday and Thursday, VR Download happens here on our YouTube channel. And on Wednesdays, Jamie and Zena do VR Roulette, where they play random, quirky, weird, sometimes awful games and uh, have a good time and laugh. And there are game streams here on the channel as well throughout the week. Uh, Make sure you check out UploadVR.com for all the latest VR news, reviews, interviews, and more. And uh, check out our Traffic Jams review, which Jamie just published Mm. today. You can see that on the site. Uh, we have lots of big reviews coming up later this month. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of games coming out. Um, you know, wh- what, do we have? what do we have? We have uh, Wraith, The Oblivion, Afterlife. We've got um, Star Mask Wars Maker, Pinball. Which Alamo, is on Mask Maker. VR, Mask Maker. Yeah, yeah, lots of really cool uh, new Mask Maker content still to come. Uh, we've got more gameplay coming tomorrow. Exclusive look at that. Uh, more awesome. interviews, so that's 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 shaping up to be a good one. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right, David. Like loads of really really cool stuff. Star Wars pinball. I'm looking forward to trying. Uh, we know that Elvo is coming out on the 13th now, uh-huh. uh, so mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see how that shapes up. Um, yeah, good month, good month ahead. Cool. Well, thank you everybody for hanging out. Hope you had a good time. We will see you again on Monday with our tech focus show. And yeah, have a wonderful day and a good weekend. See you guys in the future. Bye.